Amen. Thank you, guys. Man, I missed you all last week. That was good. Uh, Church, good morning. Uh, Listen, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to open them up with me uh, to the book of Psalms. Psalm 131, as we continue our study in in the Psalms of Ascent, our study called Ascent, I want to thank Franklin and and Catherine and Jacob and, and, and Mike and the whole team. They did an awesome job last week. I was able to catch part of that. Uh, as my family and I were in Tennessee, uh, enjoying the lake and relaxing, it was, it was awesome. And so I'm just so thankful for a team that I don't have to worry about things when I am gone. And, uh, of course, I don't want to miss Tiffany Sharp and Pete, who are always in the background uh, working their tails off. And so, uh, guys, listen, uh, I'm going to pray for us this morning as we get ready. And uh, while I pray, we're going to throw up a slide for you. If you'd like sermon notes, all you have to do is take a, take a picture or open up your QR scanner. And uh, you're going to scan this slide. We'll put that full screen for you. And let me pray, and we've got sermon notes available uh, for you there at home. Father God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Whew, God, thank you for allowing your your worshipers to worship you in spirit and in truth wherever we are. And thank you for your presence. When two or more are gathered in your name, you're you're also there. And we we thank you for that, God. And and this morning, we want uh, to lift up Jesus Christ. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and be our teacher. We invite you to come and, and be our guide, and, and we, we pray that you'd open our eyes and our hearts to the truth of God's Word, and, and that we would see Jesus clearly in this text, even though this is the Old Testament, we want to see Jesus clearly, that we might be able to fix our eyes on Him, because we know that we need Him more than anything else. So Holy Spirit, lift Him up in our presence, change us from the inside out, make us more like Jesus, and uh, in His name we pray, Amen, Amen, Amen. Well, guys, I'm in Psalm 131, and uh, just three verses here uh, that David writes, and three important verses, and, and, and what we're going to talk about this morning is something I believe that we need individually and, and probably as a nation more than ever, and, and it's the subject of humility. And so let's read this text together. The Word of God says, Lord, my heart is not proud, my eyes are not haughty, I do not get involved with things too great or too wondrous for me. Instead, I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like a weaned child. Israel, put your hope in the Lord both now and forever. So four things I want to share with you very quickly about this subject of humility. And here is the first. Guys, I want you to understand that humility begins with focus on God. Humility begins with focus on God. And I want you to notice how uh, that, first, that first word, that first verse begins. David says, uh, Lord. Other translations probably do it better. It says, O oh Lord. And, and literally what, what David is, is doing, he's having a conversation with God. See, see, David's focus is on the Lord. I want to tell you that that's the birthplace of humility is when we see the Lord, right? And, and so David sees God, and what happens, friends, when we see God, when we turn to God, and we look upon God, is we can't help but see God's holiness. And, and that's why I say this is the, the birthplace of humility, because when you see the holiness of God, you cannot help. A, a natural byproduct of that is that you see your own sin, right? When you see how perfect and holy God is, you can't help but notice how unclean you are. If, if you remember in the Old Testament, uh, I, Isaiah it says in, in Isaiah 6.1, it says, In the year that King Isaiah died, that uh, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple, and, and the temple was filled with smoke, and its pillars began to shake. And see, what happened is Isaiah went seeking the Lord. 
uh, the king had died and he's seeking the Lord. He's praying, so he goes to the temple to pray and he sees the Lord. And when he has this encounter with the Lord, right, he sees God and then he sees himself as the natural byproduct of seeing God. He sees his own sin. And here's what he confesses in verse 5 of Isaiah chapter 6. It says, Then I said, Woe is me. And for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live amongst a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of armies. Right? Woe is me. That's the natural byproduct. That's, that's, that's humility. It's birth from a focus on God. When we see God, we can't help but see ourselves. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. We're, we're talking about humility, and you go, how, how humble can David really be if he writes a psalm saying that he's humble, right? Uh, I, I struggled with that this week, and, and uh, so I did some, some kind of in-depth study, and, and what most scholars would say is they dig into the original language here is that really what David is proclaiming is basically what the Apostle Paul would proclaim. You remember when, when Paul writes the church in Philippi, he says, listen, I, I want to know Christ, Man, I, I want to know Christ and in, in, in all of his suffering. Like, like that's what I, I want my whole, I, I want the, the whole world, I want the whole world to be rubbish, right? And, and, and I want to live for the gain of Christ is what Paul says. But then he says these words in Philippians 3.12. He says, not that I've already reached that goal, right? Or, or, or that I'm already perfect in this. But he says, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. And, and church, I want you to know that that's what's going on here. right? David is simply saying, this is who I want to be. This is who I want to be. Look, Listen, God's, not, not that I'm perfect in this humility thing, but David's confessing, but, but God has taken my pride, and man, he's, he's lowered it. And, and we'll get to that here in a second. So the first thing we, we, we want to walk away from this psalm, understands that humility begins with a focus on God. Second thing, though, guys, is that humility produces a right view of self. Humility produces a right view of self. And, uh, and, and, and here's what I want to do. We already talked about Isaiah, and we talked about how this played out in the life of Isaiah. Isaiah goes to the temple, he sees the Lord, and then he sees himself, and he says, man, woe, woe is me. How, how did that play out in the life of David? And so I want to look at the first two verses with you, and I'll put them on the screen, and uh, let's talk about them uh, then after that. And so uh, the, the text says, Lord, my heart's not proud, David writes. My eyes are not haughty. I, I don't get involved with things that are too uh, wondrous for me. Instead, I have calmed and quieted my soul. And so here's what I want you to understand. So, so David has seen God, right? And, and so David has seen God. He's looked at God. And here's the result of what has happened um, when he, he sees God. He, he says, first of all, um, my, my, eye, or my heart is not proud. So that's where he gets. He says, my heart's not proud. And so what that means is David now, because he's seen God, he doesn't think too highly of himself. Right? He has seen the one who is high, who is exalted. Now, he doesn't think too high of himself. Then he says this. He says, now, now my eyes are no longer haughty. And what that means is not only has he seen God, so he doesn't think too much of himself, but because he's seen God and he's seen himself and how dirty he is, he now doesn't think too little of others. Right? Because when you see God and you see yourself and you know how far away from God you are, it changes the way that you view your fellow man. And so David says, listen, my heart's no longer proud. I don't have a too high view of myself. He says, but I also don't have too low of a view of others. Then he goes on and he says, listen, I'm, I, I'm not involved with things that are too great or too wondrous for me. 
right? He's going, listen, man, uh, I, I no longer think that I know it all. I no longer think that I know it all. And, and, and then he says, listen, I have quieted and I've calmed my soul. And I've quieted and I've calmed my soul. And, and both of those words are, 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 are kind of farming words. They're, they're talking about being plowed. David's like, listen, uh, God has, has helped me. He has plowed down the high places in my life. He has made the, the low spots, the places I used to think of others. He's made those even. God has done a work in me. And so, guys, we, we just have to start here. Is, is that humility begins with a focus on God. It produces a right view of self, which brings me to the third point, is that it provides peace by teaching us contentment. It provides peace by teaching us contentment. So, uh, listen, I, I put uh, the verse 1 and 2 on the screen a second ago, but I, I kind of held back from you. I didn't give you all of verse 2. So now I want to give you all of verse 2. Here is what it says. Uh, look on the screen with me. Uh, it says, instead, David writes, I've calmed and quieted my soul. And, and here's the key, this simile right here. He says, like a weaned child with its mother, my soul... My soul is like a weaned child. So, so look at me. This is a big deal. Okay? This is a big deal. David, uh, the, the greatest king in the, in the history of Israel, great David, the, the mighty man, David, the killer of giants, is, is making a confession. And here's the confession. Ready? I used to act like a baby. All right, that's the confession. Man, I was a baby. I was a screaming baby, David says. He says, listen, man, you don't understand. Here's, here's my previous life. I used to have to have everything my way. When I wanted it, I wanted it. I was going to get it. That's who I was. And when you think back through the life of David, boy, is that played out. Man, I'm the king. I deserve it. I want it. I'm, I'm up. I see this beautiful woman. She's going to be mine, right? I don't care what it takes. I'm going to kill. I'm going to steal. I'm going to lie. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. I've got to have what I want. I've got to have it right now. And now David is going, man, God has, God has plowed me, right? God has plowed me. God has shown me, and, and, and here's what he's done. Listen, he's quieted my soul like a weaned child. Now, this is important uh, in human development. You guys probably don't remember this unless uh, your parents were, were some of those that, that thought this time should be extended. And listen, if you were eight uh, or whatever, and you could help yourself, and God bless you, I, I'm not judging. Uh, but, but listen, most, most children at some young age were weaned. They, they no longer received their nourishment from their mother's breast, right? And, and listen to me, when that happened for that child, they were not happy about it at all, right? They weren't happy about it at all. But, but something massive happened in their life at that moment. It's the very first time in human development that they came to understand that they could really want something. Right? They could even crave something and yet not get it. Right? And, and yet not get it. And, and, and that not getting it, ready? Ultimately, as they look back, is for their good. It's for their good. Not to get something is actually for their good. And, and here's what David is saying that we, we need to hear, church, is, is listen, humility is, is this understanding that uh, we can't be like babies anymore. 
We can't be like children who just always get what we want, who always make it about us. Because listen, the, the opposite of humility, of course, is, is pride. And, and if you walk through those things, David says, listen, my, my heart's no longer proud. I don't have too high of a view of myself. My, my eyes are no longer haughty. I don't have too low of a view of others. I'm not concerned with things that are too wondrous for me. And here's what I'm going to tell you. This is why I think this psalm is so needed. Because right now, our world is the opposite of humble. Right? Because I, I, I don't know where you are. I've, I've seen some of your social media posts. Maybe you've seen some of mine. But, but we live in a world right now where everybody thinks that they're a doctor. Where everybody thinks that they know what's best. Where everybody thinks that, that they know what's going on in governments. And they've studied every conspiracy theory. And, and they've got it out there. And so we live in this world where there's a whole bunch of people that have a very high view of what they think. They have a very low view of what other people think. And they are concerned with things that, to be honest, they don't have degrees in. They don't know anything about. But they saw some YouTube videos and some Facebook posts. And, and listen, it is tearing us apart. And and so listen, I I love you, but I'm just going to say to you as a Christian and a follower of Jesus that what we need to do in this moment ultimately is we need to look to God. Because we got to see some holiness so that we can see our own sin. Right? We got we got to see some humility in, in, in God, in, in Jesus, who is God, who chooses to step out of heaven and into humanity and to make himself nothing for our sake. And then we got to look at that, and then we got to look at the mirror and go, oh gosh, maybe I've missed it. Right? Maybe, maybe I'm missing the whole point of this thing right now. And, and so I'm just saying that, listen, I, I believe with my whole heart that what we need is what David finds here, is we need this thing called humility. And here's what it breeds when we decide, I'm not going to be a child anymore. By the way, 1 Corinthians 13, which is all about love, uh, we think, we, we, we read it at weddings and things like that. That, that chapter ends by saying, When I was a child, I thought like a child, I acted like a child, I did childish things. But when I became a man, I put childish things behind. And and, and listen, what David is saying is something very, very similar here. It's something similar to what Paul learned. It's, listen, sometimes we actually need to not be the one that has all the answers. Sometimes we need to actually confess that things are too great for us. Sometimes we need to choose to put others above ourselves. And, and listen, what David's actually going to cry is, is it's better. It's a better way of life. Much like what Paul would say in Philippians 4, 11 through 13. Paul writes the church of Philippi and he says, I'm not saying this because I'm in need. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed, hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all of this through Him who gives me strength. So listen, humility begins with a focus on God. Okay, It produces a right view of self, it provides peace by teaching us contentment, which, which means, uh, despite uh, what the burger company might say, that having it your way is not always the best. Okay? And that brings me just to our final point this morning. Here it is. Is that humility leads to a desire to serve others and encourage them to trust God. Humility leads to a desire to serve others and encourage them to trust God. God. And so I want to ask you a question about David and about Paul and, and, and about you personally. Um, if, if, you've experienced, if God has, has humbled you, 
let me just ask you this. Do you think that it was fun? Do you think that it was fun for David to stop acting like a child and, and, and to become a man, to put the childish things behind him and, and, and to be humble? Do you think that that was a fun experience? Do you think that it was, it was fun for Paul, right? To know it all, a persecutor of the church, uh, to have to be blinded for all the people that he loved, to suddenly now see him as an enemy, to want to kill him. Do you, do you think that that was fun? Do you think it was fun to go from all that Paul had to, to, to being shipwrecked and naked and all the things that he experienced, uh, the, the beatings and the lashings and the stonings? Like, right? do, you, do you think that it was fun? You see, the reason that we as followers of God go out into a world that radically needs to look to God more than anything else and the reason that we say hey uh, people you, you need to look to Jesus right the reason that we do this is because we ourselves hopefully prayerfully at some point in our lives have been forced to be weaned like at some point God has said hey I'm going to I'm going to level you and it's for your good right I'm I'm going to show you that you're not in charge that you don't know it all I I'm I'm going to I'm going to take away your pride that's why the scripture says God opposes the proud and so, friends, what I'm asking you is if, if right now you're living that proud life and you think that you have all the answers and you've figured out the coronavirus and everything else known to man and you've got it all and everybody else is wrong and you're looking down on every Like, if that's where you are, just, I, I just want you instead this morning maybe to shift your view onto God, right? And, 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 and as you do, I, I want to then encourage you, tell others to do the same. Because our answer isn't in YouTube and Facebook medical degrees. Our answer isn't in figuring out uh, economics and, and what the government should do, unless you're an economist, and then you go for it. Our answer is looking to our Creator and encouraging others to do the same. Because we know that if we will humble ourselves before God, that He will ultimately lift us up and that we will live with Him forever. Right? That is the answer. So what do we do? I'll give you three things this morning and then I'll be quiet. Uh, first and foremost, I, I think we need to seek the Lord, friends. First and foremost, I think we just need to seek the Lord, right? We've we, we got to seek the Lord. And, and, and back you know, in, in Isaiah 6.1, it says, In the year that King Isaiah died, in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord seated uh, on a high and lofty throne, and, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. And so here's what I'm telling you. The Bible makes this promise that when we seek God with everything that we are, we find him. God's promise, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. That is a promise of God. And so the first thing that you need to do, friend, if you're struggling with some of these concepts we're talking about, is you need to go to the temple. You say, well, I can't, I can't enter the church right now. That's okay. And you can go to God in prayer. You can seek Him out in, in the reading of His Word, right? You, you can join us for worship as we open up the Word of God and expound on as we sing praises to God. You will see the Lord. And when you see the Lord in all of His holiness, you cannot help but see your own sin. Which brings me to our second thing, ready? This week, here we go. I want you to see yourself this week. I want you to take a long, hard look at yourself this week. Okay? So I'm just going to ask you. I'm, I'm not going to go check your social media profiles. 
But, uh, but here's the question. Do you have too high of a view of yourself right now and your rights or whatever your lack of rights are? Do you have too low of a view of others? And, and because if those two things are going on, I'm just going to tell you, maybe you think your spiritual life is fine, but it's not. Because if you're seeing God clearly, you're going to clearly see your own sin, which is going to de-elevate yourself and it's also going to elevate the other people you used to look down on because you realize that the Bible declares we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that we have all been made in the image of God, that we are all worthy of value. It changes the way that I look at other people. And that brings me to my last challenge this week. Here it is. Serve others, right? Serve others, okay? So I can't just seek God I can't just take a hard look at myself. I then have to serve others. You say, I, I don't even know how to do that right now. I mean, there's some people that don't want me around them. That's fine, right? You know, one of the best ways you can serve others, we said this uh, in our last week of Bible Adventure videos, we challenge our kiddos uh, to share what God is doing. And, and one of the ways they could do that is simply by sharing uh, the videos that we put out. Guys, one of the things that you can do right now, we have this unique opportunity, as, as many churches like ours aren't allowing in-person worship, or, or a lot of folks just aren't going uh, because of safety reasons, even if doors are open, or because they're required to wear, wear masks, or whatever it is, right? There's a lot of reasons people aren't coming into the building that we have called the church for way too long. But what we can do now because of, of, of technology is we can share the good news of Jesus with people everywhere. And here's my challenge to you, church. I want to challenge you to do just that. Now, now for people to listen, you may have to stop spouting those, those, those lofty opinions, right? Because, if, listen, if I'm just putting out, I know this, I know this, I'm looking down. Like, I mean, that's from all sides of, of every aisle. We may have to be quiet about that. But as we seek the Lord and we see Him, we see our own sin, we, we elevate our view of others, uh, and we really begin to care about them, we're going to want to serve them by telling them to look to God as well. And one of the things you have the option and the ability to do right there from home is, is you can share. You can share our services. You can do watch parties on Facebook. Um, you can take our videos are always stored on Facebook and YouTube. And we're talking about maybe even trimming them up and, and having uh, just the video sermons you can share. We're going to do things to help you. But you have this unique ability to reach out to your friends, to share what you're learning, what you know, and then to talk to them about it. And I want to challenge you to do that people around you, people that feel this distance from God. That's what these Psalms of Ascent are, right? We've been far away. We need to come back. How do we do that? We have this great opportunity as we gather around the Word of God. Just a few more weeks left. You have this great opportunity to share these truths with people that you know and then to follow up with them. Let me pray for us. We've got a couple announcements for you. Father, um, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your Word. Father, I pray that it is powerful and that it is effective. I pray that it would bring about genuine change in us that we might look more like you. Father, help us as we see you clearly to see our own sin and to see others' value, to uh, de-elevate ourselves and to walk in humility, not being concerned with things that are too big for us to understand. God, instead, to be solely focused on you and your kingdom that other people might look to you as well. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen.